The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. All are welcome. We're glad you found us. Unity Online Radio. The voice of an awakening world. Unlock the power of your dreams. Welcome to Ask Dr. Dream with Kelly Sullivan Walden. Welcome all you dreamy people to the Ask Dr. Dream show where you uncover the truth of your dreams and reveal the beauty of who you are and perhaps some synchronicities along the way. So I'm Kelly Sullivan Walden, aka Dr. Dream, and I'm so happy to be here with you on Unity Online Radio. The number to call if you have a dream question or a question about how the universe might be speaking to you how synchronicities, signs, guides, angels may be communicating you or how to better communicate with them, how to send them messages back. It's a two-way street after all. The number to call is 816-251-3555. Again, 816-251-3555. Nancy T. is my co-host today. Nancy T., welcome, welcome, welcome. Ah, It's great to be here. So happy to have you with me. And we have an amazing guest, Tammy Mastroberti. I hope I'm saying that right. So many syllables. It's almost as many as Kelly Sullivan Walden. We're like (laughs) part of the many syllable club. Tammy Mastroberti. So Tammy's going to be talking to us in just a few minutes. You just got to hear her lovely voice. Her book is The Universe is Talking to You. Tap into signs and synchronicity to reveal magical moments every day, even in lockdown. That's not the title of the book, but I know that's what we're going to talk about today. You don't have to go out in the world to explore and get signs and and hear the universe. You can be right at home and hear everything you need to hear. Okay, so before we get rocking, I'm going to just bring us into a little prayer. Just invite you all to just stop where you're at. If you're not driving, keep your eye. If you're driving, keep your eyes open. Otherwise, if you can, close your eyes for a moment and just let yourself nestle into your inner sanctuary, that place that never is rocked or shaken, never can be taken away from you. It's always there. In fact, it grows stronger the more you access it, the more you enter it. So with every exhale, let's just release and let go of any stories, any dramas, any heaviness that would keep us from being able to hear those subtle whispers from the universe. And let's just turn up our ability to listen. Let's sit at the edge of our seat so we can hear. Let's drop everything that would be in the way. And let's open ourselves up to the sunlight of the spirit. Let's just take big inhales, some big gulps of of that wonderful elixir that never runs dry, that is always here for the taking, as much of it as we can handle at any given moment. So let's just allow ourselves to be flooded with this light and flooded with the memory that you are precious, you are whole, you are at one with the one 
you are alive and well in a living, loving, infinite universe, whether you're listening from this side of the veil or the other side of the veil. I just realized we've got people listening, not just around the world, but from all sides of the universe. So <laughs> welcome all. And let's open ourselves up to tune in perhaps more than we already have. If you're listening to this show, which you are right now, you already are in tune with the universe and the way it speaks to you. But perhaps this show today will help you to make that attunement even stronger, even clearer, so we can be absolutely in sync with the subtle nudges. We don't have to wait for the loud bullhorn to chime. We don't need anything to fall on us. We can we can just hear the whisper. We can get a little feather that drops in our path and we'll know what that means. So let's just allow ourselves to be in the most loving relationship with the universe so we can truly hear it. And one way that we do that, especially on this show, is through our dreams, and also through the oracle cards and the messages that Nancy reads for us every week. So with this, I just say thank you, thank you, thank you. And so it is. Amen. A woman. Ah, dreams. Nancy T. Well, let's see what you picked for us, you spiritual Vanna White. Drumroll, <laughs> please. What All right. did you have the Dream I... Goddess Empowerment Deck? Exactly. Dream Goddess Empowerment Deck by Kelly Sullivan Walden, no less. <laughs> so <laughs> I love this deck. Everybody, if you're out there and you want to get one, I suggest you do so because they're nice snippets of something that you can take with you every single day. You can put this little box in your purse and fit it nicely and still have <laughs> and just pull a card every minute. And and I, sometimes I do. So here, here's the tiny little commercial. Um, <laughs> but you, I, I, just, I just love these cards. So I I had to share that. All right. Who I pulled today is someone who is near and dear to our hearts um, and to actually to Gypsy's heart as well. I think it's it's really appropriate. Oh. I pulled Persephone, the goddess oh, of alcohol. God. You see? Wow. So you yeah. wear the challenges you faced and aced like a badge of honor. You could not embody your compassion, depth, or healing capabilities without them. There's an innocent part of you that has never been hurt or harmed and is still intact. Because you faced the dark, you can now stand in your full luminosity as a force to be reckoned with. Mm, wow. Yeah. Thank you, Nance. And thank you for Thank you for doing that. And I've actually taken to asking Gypsy to help me pick the right card, like for mm -hmm. the question that I have. So it's not just asking kind of randomly. It's like, okay, Gypsy, I was yeah. there for you a lot during during the living years. So payback time, baby. So <laughs> right. How about it? <laughs> she was How there for it? me too. I mean, I, I just, I realized like Gypsy's, she she was always asking me for for support and 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 that helped me to grow yeah. into the teacher that I am or the the whatever it is I am authority on dreams authority on blah 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 i mean gypsy gypsy kind of made me so i know she's she's as much as she it was definitely a balanced relationship there was so much give and take and anyway i know that she is persephone she is like to the bone persephone she even looks like persephone with her big beautiful mm. eyes and her yeah. sweet innocentness and yet she'd been through so much that gave her like 
oceanic depths. So thank you for bringing her in. And Tammy Master Birdie, let me just introduce her and bring her into this conversation because, you know, time is short. Let's get to it. Okay. Tammy Master Birdie is the best-selling author of The Universe is Talking to You. Tap into signs and synchronicity to reveal magical moments every day. She's the founder and publisher of the Clarion and Folio Award-winning Elevated Existence magazine. She regularly hosts online workshops and releases weekly YouTube videos teaching a range of body, mind, spirit topics, including taming the chaos and opening up to signs and synchronicities from the universe and loved ones on the other side that's been the topic du jour yay tammy tammy was also featured she was a featured expert in the film dream big and the film the truth about prosperity and she's been featured in authority magazine parade thrive global and more and her website is tammy master birdie and that's t-a-m-m-y why? Because we love her. And then Master Birdie is M-A-S-T-R-O-B-E-R-T-E dot com. TammyMasterBirdie.com. Without further ado, Tammy Master Birdie, welcome. Welcome, welcome to the Ask Dr. Dream Show. Thank you so much. And you did such an amazing job on my name. So thank you. <laughs> it's like you're the master but I don't know who Birdie is, but Nancy always calls me Birdie, Tweety Bird. Tweety Birdie, so, yeah. <laughs> exactly. So maybe you're my master. I don't know. <laughs> but welcome, Tammy. I'm so loving your book, and the timing couldn't be better. I don't know if you caught any of this, and I, I know I've had I've had my friend Gypsy on the brain for a while. She She passed away um, just a little over a week ago. I can't believe it. And um, she was very, she was a deep, 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 dear soul sister, best friend. And so she's been talking. She's not stopped talking. And yeah, and I'd love to see if we can talk. Maybe let's start there with, I know part of how you got into your work was when you lost your mom. And I know she was really close and you were really young. Can you tell us the story, please? Yes. Yes. So um, I was 22 years old, and um, I was brought up in the Catholic faith. So I always believed in um, the hereafter. You know, we called it heaven. Um, And I always believed that there was more and that our loved ones could see us and, and even communicate, because that's the way that my mother sort of taught me, because her mother died, uh, my grandmother, when I was only five. Um, Mm. So I sort of grew up with this belief that she was watching over me, that she could see things, that that she would um, try and get in touch with us. My mother used to always talk about songs that came on the radio that would remind her, and she Uh. would think, you know, that she was there, and also dreams, that she would dream of her, and she always believed that that was a type of communication. Um, And so my mother died suddenly when I was 22. She was only 53 of Mm. a sudden brain aneurysm. It was a couple of days after Christmas back in 1999. Mm. And at the time, I had sort of 
pulled away a little bit from my um, upbringing, my Catholic upbringing, and was sort of floating aimless, aimlessly a little bit, just not sure mm. what to grasp onto. I think maybe a lot of us go through that at some point. And, oh, yeah. Uh, You're preaching to yes. the choir here. Nancy and I are sort of recovering Catholics, and yes, we still love yes. love it, and yet <laughs> we've expanded beyond it, exactly. but we still love it. Yeah, exactly. So I was I sort of hadn't expanded beyond it yet. I was just sort of still (laughs) lost in searching at the time. Right. Um, Right. And her death really sort of catapulted me. And I think most people who start to get into spiritual topics and self-improvement topics, it's usually some type of a trauma or something that really like brings them to their knees, whether it be a divorce, whether it be a diagnosis, whether it be the death of a loved one. Um, And so for me, it was her death and her sudden death where there was no closure, there was no goodbye, that sort of catapulted me into what the heck, you know, why is everything happening as it's happening? And why, you know, why is she gone now? And, you know, is she, you know, can I still, you know, I had that belief that I could still hear from her, but it was, it was just sort of like, you know, all life's big questions came at me. And what happened was we, my my sister, my older sister and I um, started seeing this medium named George Anderson, and at the time, so this is like over 20 years ago now, at the time, he was the first medium I'd ever heard of in my life, and I thought, Mm -hmm. oh, this guy has this strange ability, that he's the only person in the world that has this strange ability. And so we started hearing about him all of the time. He Mm. just seemed to show up everywhere. He was on two different television shows and specials that had him, you know, one of them even hooked him up to like a machine where they were checking his brainwaves while he was doing readings and stuff like that. And um, then then he came into our area in New Jersey and he was going to be doing an event. All of a sudden my sister would call me and be like, oh, I just heard George Anderson on this radio show. And and he just kept showing up, showing up, showing up. The Mm. funny thing was my mother knew about him before she died because briefly about um, maybe six months or so before she passed, a friend of my sister's brought his book, the first book that he had ever written, because there was books written about him, into the house, and we actually sat and had a discussion with my mother about it and how my mom was like, you know, my mother was saying, oh, maybe you're only supposed to go to, you know, she was like, I'd love to hear from my parents who had both passed, but maybe you're only supposed to do that when there's no closure and blah, 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 and all this stuff. And so she knew about him. So all of a sudden, after she passed away, he was just in our faces everywhere all the time. Mm -hmm. And so my sister kept saying to me, I'm telling you, we have to book a reading with him. This is mommy. She's trying to get our attention. She knew about him. This is, you know, this is it. We have to go. We have to go. We have to go. And so everything was done online. Nothing was done online, actually, then. So you had to get everything through the mail, right? There was no PayPal or anything like that. Everything had to be done through the mail, and so that's how we that's how we did it. That's how we set it up. We mailed in, you know, information. Basically, you had to first you had to mail in requesting the appointment, then you had to, and sending money, and then they had to give you the date. Like you couldn't pick your date. It was all crazy. But mm-hmm. I am a Virgo, so I, skepticism <laughs> and questioning is part of my DNA, and so. Even though I had seen these amazing things and I had read the book and I believed in his ability, I still thought to myself, if I'm spending, you know, it was a good amount of money then, um, if I'm spending this money, I want to make sure that this guy is not going to have any previous notions of me and my family. So we Mm. lied about everything on the (laughs) information. 
literally put a friend's name, another friend's work work <laughs> phone number, like a different, wow. another friend's app. Like it was just ridiculous. We just lied about everything, and we sent <laughs> it in, and um, and they, you know, we got that we wound up getting the appointment. So we wound up going ten months after her death was when we when we were able to get the appointment, and we drove out to Long Island to a hotel. He had he had reserved um, a conference room there where he did he did the readings. He may still do that today, actually. Now that I'm thinking about it, because he did, he is still doing readings today. So we went in and we had, um, we were allowed to to tape it. So we had, you know, this again, 20 years ago, we had a cassette tape and a recorder and, um, and we, we went in and literally within the first three minutes of the session, he had us like we were both crying. We cried through the whole session. I was absolutely flabbergasted at the information that he had, the things that were being said. And 20 years later, there's still advice from my mother that I actually share in the book, The Universe is Talking To, that is still relevant. And so that session completely opened up the door to a brand new world, a whole new way of looking at things, and it just really sparked my path toward where I am today. You know, I think it was about maybe eight years later that I started Elevated Existence magazine and Mm. just, it just sort of exploded from there and it just changed everything for me because I thought, oh my gosh, there's so much that we don't understand. There's so much that this universe is, is, is bringing to us. There's so many resources we have available. There's so many ways that our loved ones are trying to communicate and angels and guides and all of that. And so it just sparked that whole thing. So for me, my first example or my first experience with signs and synchronicity was actually signs from my mother. Wow. So you just, like in that one story, there's, it's kind of elegantly tells us everything to do. It's like, there's the paying attention. So you've got a five-step process and I know, I mean, Maybe we should just jump into that because, and then we'll unpack that as we go. Um, So tell us about that. So, um, so basically I created this five-step process because I was telling people about these experiences I was having. I was telling people about the signs. I was telling people about what the medium said, and I was hearing from them that I was so lucky that they didn't get signs from their loved ones, that they hadn't heard from their mother, their father, their sister, whomever. And um, and at first, naively, I was like, wow, my mother must be pretty powerful. Like, maybe I really am <laughs> lucky, right? And then I right. started thinking about it, and I was like, no, there's there's got to be a reason that I am getting these signs. So... I started feeling like I wanted to help other people, and, and I started just sitting down and thinking, okay, if I were to teach other people the things that I do or the things that are working for me or why maybe I'm getting these signs, what would it be? And so that's how I wound up coming up with this five-step process. And um, and that's, this is really – part the five-step process is part two of the book. Part one is really just yeah. an introduction to me and then explaining how synchronicity works and all that kind of stuff. So. Um, So the five-step process is, it starts with step one, which is setting your intention. Mm -hmm. And any of you who have been in the spiritual world for a while know the power of actually setting an intention, not just setting the intention for yourself, but setting that intention so now you are alerting the universe, your angels and your guides, hey, now I know what I want, here's the situation, bring me the help. 
So Mm -hmm. there's sort of that two pieces to it. So the first step is just setting your intention that you are going to open yourself up. You are, you, you are asking for the help in, in doing that and also in helping you to notice the signs that are coming to you, asking for the help from the universe, from your angels and your guides, to recognizing it when it comes. And you're also setting the intention that you will be open to it and you will accept the signs that, that are coming to you. So just mm. getting really clear, sort of setting that intention with yourself and the universe um, up front. And then I share also um, a morning prayer in the book that I say every morning. That's part of that step one that I've shared with so many people. Um, yeah. Let's that hear has it. really made a big difference because what that morning prayer does is it reminds you every day. So you're setting that intention every day. I sort of call it supercharging it. So you're setting mm. that intention every day with yourself that I'm going to be open to the signs and synchronicity. I'm going to, I'm going to, this is in my conscious mind now that I'm going to pay attention. And also as part of that morning prayer, you're calling in the help to not only help you notice signs and synchronicities, but that prayer covers so many different aspects of anything that might be going on in your life at the time. So that mm. would be step one. Step two, it sort of goes with that, and it's saying yes. And so some Mm -hmm. people, when they hear that, they think, like, okay, duh. But Uh (laughs) how many people who are listening are are thinking to themselves, you know, there are times that I get a sign or something. I always say people say to me the strangest thing happened or the weirdest thing happened. Right. And And they'll say to me, like, you know, here's what happened. Don't you think that's weird? And then they'll just let it go. They don't, they don't, either they, they think it's just a coincidence or it's this strange occurrence and they let it go. So you're basically mm. not saying yes. Or a loved one will send you something. It will remind mm-hmm. you of them and then you'll fluff it off like, oh, that's just weird or that's not really them or that's not, you know, I don't think that would be the way they would communicate with me or whatever it might right. be. And we question it. And then we call other people and then we question it together. And it becomes this whole thing where you're not accepting it. And by not accepting it, you're literally blocking things that could come in the future. So mm. I have a whole, you know, step and a whole chapter on the importance of saying yes, how you should say yes, how to question if you're really struggling to know whether it's a sign or not. I always say just ask for another one. If you're really like, mm. I don't know if I should say yes to this, then you just say to your loved one or to the universe, okay, I will accept this. I'm going to say yes to this. But can you just send me one more confirmation so I know for sure? That's okay, because at least you're still saying yes. You're not saying that's not it, and I'm moving on. Right. Um, This is wonderful. It's more the yes and, like in improv. (laughs) Yes and, like in improv. Exactly. Yes and, send me one more. And And before I jump off this cliff, right. Correct. And it's cool. Listen, they'll be happy to send you another one. They're just thrilled that you got the first one, and they'll be very happy. Um, Right. Very patient. Yes. So that's the second step. And then steps three and four are what I call notice and capture. So Mm. step three is, you know, what are some details or what are some ways that I could help people start to notice these signs? And so I already mentioned one of them just now, which is when you find yourself or someone else saying something like, oh, my gosh, the strangest thing happened. You're Mm -hmm. never going to believe this. The weirdest coincidence happened. Or, 
oh, this must be my lucky day. Like, this is exactly what I was looking for, and it just fell into my lap. Or I can't believe, you know, this. And when you find yourself saying these things, there is always, always, always spirit, the universe, your angels, your guides, your loved ones behind them. Mm. Nothing sort of, you know, happens by coincidence. I, the, I start the book off by saying there are no accidents. There are no coincidences in life. It's really just circumstances or situations that maybe you haven't found the connection or the meaning for yet. But, you know, it's like God doesn't make mistakes, right? There are no accidents. Right. Even though sometimes when we're going through it, we think this should not be happening. This mm. is not something that I should be dealing with right now. I must have done something in a former life or whatever you say to yourself right. that this is right. happening. But in reality, everything happens for a reason. And that's why I teach people how to start sort of finding the proof in their own past that that statement is true. And that, and there's exercises and there's so many things in the book that, that teach people that. But there are no accidents. So when I want to just underscore. I just want to underscore this. Yes. This is... This is really important um, that it's and this is the same with dreams. It's like every dream, I think, means something. If yes. if it, you haven't figured out what it is, it's not because it inherently doesn't mean anything. It's because you haven't yet understood what that message is. I mean, that's this yeah. is such a simple distinction, but there's no coincidences. There's no accident. There's no wasted dream. It's just that you perhaps haven't yet discovered the significance. So I just wanted to highlight that. I thought you said that so beautifully. So yes. keep on going. And often, um, going along with that, often we won't, when we're going through something, it's, it's almost impossible to see the reason why things are happening. So we right. have to sort of go through it. And then look back, and I have an exercise in the book called Follow the Footsteps, where it teaches people how to look back in their own life to find the dots that have connected, to find, oh, okay, I went through this, but look where it brought me. And then, oh, this happened, but oh my gosh, if that hadn't happened, I wouldn't yeah. be where I am. And when you mm. start noticing and making those connections, when the bottom drops out in the present moment, you can mm -hmm. go back and say to yourself, okay, everything mm -hmm. happens for a reason. I don't know why this is happening, but I can look back on my own life and know that even in the past when, when things have dropped out or things right. have gone the way I wanted, I've always been okay. In fact, it usually has brought me to a better place. So exactly. knowing that, I can handle what's happening now and in the future from a very different place than not having that information. So this is Tammy Master Bertie, and she's talking about her latest book, The Universe is Talking to You, and she's going to tell us the fifth step in how to follow your signs and synchronicities. I'm Kelly Sullivan Walden. This is the Ask Dr. Dream Show. We're going to take your questions on the other side of this break, so don't go anywhere. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. You're listening to Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Dream interpretation and a lot more. Welcome back to Ask Dr. Dream with Kelly Sullivan Walden. Welcome back to the Ask Dr. Dream show. I am Kelly Sullivan Walden, a.k.a. Dr. Dream, and 
I, Nancy T. and I are having just the most fascinating conversation with Tammy Mastroberti. Her book is The Universe is Talking to You. And over the break, we were just talking about how going back to when Tammy and her sister both kind of ex- like opened up to the spirit world after their mom passed. I was just saying that my friend Gypsy's two daughters, Isabella and Luma, are the same age that Tammy and her sister were um, during that time. And, and so Tammy, I was asking you, how long did it help you? How long did it take for you to get back to not normal? I don't think we ever become normal um, again, not, and we don't want to go back to how we were, but how long did it take before you became kind of functional and back on your feet after such a devastating loss of your mom? Yes. Yes. So basically, um, I do believe that anytime anybody loses someone, whether it's suddenly or not, um, getting through that first year, getting through all the events, getting through the birthdays, getting through the holidays, getting through the things where that person was physically there and then, no, you know, and now is no longer there is important. Um, but I think what helped me through that first year and beyond um, and got me to a place of peace maybe faster than before was the fact that I had opened myself up. I was getting signs from her. I, I was accepting the signs from her. I did go to the medium and was able to get that confirmation back then. And just being able to sort of open myself up, reading the books, understanding life after death, understanding, which is why I wrote my book, is because I want people right. to understand they're not gone. Physically, they're gone. I remember when I went to the, that medium, George Anderson, he kept saying, my mother kept saying through him over and over, she knows you want her back, She want, you know, but she hasn't left. She hasn't gone anywhere. Physically, she cannot be back. It's not possible. She knows that's what you want, but she's closer to you than you can imagine. She's not she's not gone. And that's the thing too, is that it's, and we were just saying in the break, like it's a, it's a different relationship. The relationship has shifted, but the relationship has not gone away. And once you can start understanding that, once you start getting the signs from them, that they're around you, that they see what's going on, that they give you a sign on your birthday. So you know that they're around on your birthday and things like that. It makes Mm -hmm. it, it makes that transition easier. And it helps you to be able to function and move forward. You're still going to grieve. We're always going to grieve because that physical presence is gone. But if you can understand that that spirit is still around and how to communicate and how to get those messages, it makes everything a million times easier. Oh, my goodness. I, wow. So I pray that my goddaughters, Isabella and Luma, are listening to this because there's something about, and, and I think everybody's process is different, but what mm-hmm. I'm hearing you say, and, and and this is my experience too, I feel like we when we take, even just regarding dreams, I always say if you take one step towards the dream maker, she takes 10 steps towards you or even 100 steps towards you, but you have to take that one step. You yeah. have to go out of your way. It's not like it's, sometimes it does fall in your lap, but then you still have to do something with it. I think this is bringing us to step number four where you well, your earth step three, you have to notice it, then capture it. So step number one is the intention, that strong intent that you will notice or that you will have some signs and synchronicities and maybe even what you hope that they will they will be directed toward. And then step two is say yes to them and maybe even say, could you send another one just to clarify? But right. but please, but but you're saying yes to it. You're not saying that's crazy. 
um, I mean, my first book is called I Had the Strangest Dream, because that's the thing everybody would say is, oh, my God, I had the strangest dream. And it's the same with synchronicities. I had the strangest thing happen to me. I was thinking about someone and then the billboard I drove by. It's so strange. Robert Moss wrote a book called The Three Only Things about dreams and synchronicities and coincidences. We always put an only. It was only a dream. It was only a synchronicity. It was only a a coincidence. And but it's like, wait a minute. These are big things, people. Let's take them. Let's not be so quick to discard them. And then we've got step three to notice. Mm -hmm. And and then we're so now we're on to capture. So so tell us and then we have the fifth one as well. Yes. So step four is all about remember I was saying it's it's easier to deal with something in your life when you have seen things in your own past work out or when you've seen the connections with the dots. Yes. So this capture is sort of a, a two-piece. Number one, when you're getting those signs and you're saying yes, even if you're saying yes and send me another one, I, I teach people sort of create your own nighttime journal. And then when you have that when, at night before you go to bed, I want you to write down any of the things that happened that day that could have been a sign, whether it be from a loved one, whether it be um, angel numbers, you know, coming, you know, you, I keep seeing 555 or whatever it might be, writing those things down, even capturing them as you're going in your phone or something like that, and then at night transferring them over. Because as you move forward, and then maybe once a month you look back on those signs, you're going to start seeing patterns. You're going to start seeing messages right. within that that we're not paying attention to if we're not writing them down. So that's Ooh. the first piece is sort of capturing that. Okay, hold on. I just want to make sure. Hang on one sec. I just want to, I just need to underscore this. For a period of time, I had a synchronicity journal and I was just, just in that one journal, I was writing them down and there were so many that would, that were coming through. It's like, because I was paying attention, it was like, wow, she's listening. So they started, it's like the synchronicity started showing off and it was just magical. And I don't know why I stopped doing that, but I'm going to go back to that. So you're reminding me and I just want to put this out there to everyone listening, create your own synchronicity journal or some kind of a way of capturing it, logging it, because I think you'll be shocked at how much the universe is speaking to you. Okay, Tammy, keep going. Yes. Yes. And whether that's a sign from a loved one or a coincidence that happened or whatever it might be. And in order to help people with that, I actually have an exercise called replay your day where I give you six questions that you should ask yourself every night to sparks to sort of remember. And it's called replay your day because it's like, okay, let me go through my day. Was there anything that I, I would have called a coincidence. Is there something that I came across today that maybe I'd never heard about before? Is there something that repeated today that I have heard about before? You know, so different, I give you different questions to sort of start sparking that in your mind so that you can get those things down while they're still fresh from the day. Um, and that includes maybe hearing your loved one's name somewhere or hearing your loved one's birth date or seeing your loved one's birth date or whatever that might be and writing them down because often our loved ones will communicate with us in, in ways that are unique to us. So we can almost, by, by tracking those things, we can start coming up with our own individual reference guide of, okay, here are the signs that my mother uses. Okay, here are the signs that my grandfather uses. Okay, wow. here are the signs that my best friend uses. And so then when they're, once they use them and you get it, oh, man, they're going to use them again because now they're excited because now you got it. So now my mother uses her birth date and her name all the time, all the time, all the time. In the book, I talk about a time when 
my phone, my cordless phone was on the floor of my bedroom. And as I walked through, I stepped on the phone and I was like aggravated that I stepped on the phone and I, was, mm-hmm. and I grabbed the phone and I picked it up and my foot had dialed her birth date, 0509. So, I mean, crazy, right? So, oh, but here's wow. the thing. I recognize that because I know she uses her birth date. So keeping, keeping track of all of that in a nighttime journal. The other piece of the tracking is the exercise that I talked about before, which is the follow the footsteps exercise that I teach people on how to start looking back in their own life and seeing these coincidences or tracing the synchronicities hmm. so that you can start understanding how guided you've actually been and haven't been realizing, oh my gosh, since the moment I was born, all of these things have been leading me. Like the universe is always directing you to your highest good. It's always rerouting you and maybe you're going the way that you shouldn't be going and there'd be an easier way for you to go. But we don't recognize it unless we look back, find these in our past, find these connected dots, and I make it super easy with this exercise so that we can start saying, oh, my gosh, I cannot believe how guided and directed I was. And now moving forward, you have a whole new faith and a whole new um, sort of backbone to move forward, knowing that if I was guided in the past, I'm guided moving forward. So that's really Mm. the capture step and and all of this stuff that sort of goes with that chapter. That Um, is amazing. Okay. Yes. So yeah, I'm very practical, by the way. So all of, everything. I know. I, I love the Virgo. Steps, <laughs> yes, uh, when I laid out these five steps, I was like, I am going to give them everything that they need, and like, I'm yeah. going to make it easy, and I'm going to make it practical, and I'm going to make it doable. You don't have to be a psychic. You don't have to be a medium. It does not matter. You can do this. You know what I mean? So, mm. so mm. the fifth and final step that I'll go through is the um, reaching a higher vibration. Mm. And this is super important. And before this five-step process, I have a whole chapter called Taming the Chaos because we sort of need to, mm. we need to get back into the present moment and, and tame some of the chaos around us because that will cause us to be missing signs. But the right. other piece of it. Oh, so big. Yes. yes. Mm-hmm. And that's why there's a whole chapter before you even get to the five-step process. It's like, let's tame your chaos to make it easier. Right. So then the last step is that reaching a higher vibration. And the importance of this is if you will, if you have ever talked to any medium, and I'm sure you've interviewed them and, and mm-hmm. experienced them yourself, and I'm, so I'm sure people have heard, but if you talk to anyone who communicates as their job, right, and, and mm-hmm. communicates with loved ones or communicates with angels or whatever it might be, they will tell you they absolutely have to intentionally raise their vibration. And then the loved ones or the angels on the other side will intentionally lower their vibration so that we can meet in the middle and Mm. get the communications. So if you are in chaos, if you are not in the present moment, and I give all sorts of exercises that are easy and doable to get yourself back there, and if you are not at a higher vibration, meaning you're grounded, you're centered, you're doing things to keep yourself in the present moment and to keep yourself in a state of gratitude and joy, then it's also more difficult to get those signs, right? So that chaos piece and this higher vibration piece, they're very easy and simple and doable to tackle. They don't take a lot of time. A lot of the exercises that I teach are just literally take minutes to bring you back. But concentrating on that and paying attention to that 
is so important to be able to access those signs, to be able to notice them when they're coming in. And your vibration plays a huge piece of that. When you are at a lower vibration, you're not, and, and when you're in chaos, you are not paying any attention. I mean, a sign could whack you in the face and you're not mm-hmm. going to see it or recognize it because of that. So sort of uh. getting yourself into that higher vibration and trying to maintain it as much as possible makes a huge difference in what is sort of coming into your consciousness. Oh my God. That's amazing. Isn't it amazing? Nance, I know you've got examples of of this. Um, Do you have one that's like right on your tip? Just real quick. I I had to say my, my daughter, when my, when my ex-husband died, she was uh, 18 years old. She's now 30. And I whispered and um, she, (laughs) she used to say that she could feel him around her. She felt him. She felt (gasps) him. And she said, but he left in 2009. She hasn't felt him (gasps) since. But I would say my daughter, and I love her dearly, but she definitely lives more in the chaos. She's more of a Persephone, mm-hmm. to be really specific. Um, mm-hmm. And she is definitely at a lower vibration. She kind of always thinks things are against her. She doesn't necessarily believe the universe is there for her, all that kind of stuff. And so that feels like a piece that you just connected for me, that if she could feel that, maybe she would once again recognize that he is with her. Because she's oh, so right. certain that he just isn't anymore. Oh, no, right. no, no, no. Yeah, no, there's no way she's not. See, see, here's the thing with, with that is that it's not that she, it's not even that she's not connected to the universe or that she's not connected to him because he's there and her connection to the universe is there. It's just that I use the example of like anybody who has an iPhone or, or you know, some type of a phone that you plug in. The mm-hmm. cord is there, right? But, you know, after a while, like it starts bending and then the um, the little wires start popping through and you're like, at any yeah. minute, this phone's not going to charge anymore. So it's sort of like that, where like our connection mm. gets frayed, right? We, we, we sort of drop off. We go into those lower vibrations and we're not getting the same level of connection that we did before. But if she just did literally a couple of the small exercises, like I'll give you an example. One of the exercises that I teach people to get out of the chaos quickly, and again, this literally takes 60 seconds, is do this first thing in the morning and then even set an alarm on your phone if you're someone who really is is like brought down into the chaos of life. Set an alarm on your phone to go off a few times a day. When that alarm goes off or when you feel yourself getting overwhelmed, stop what you're doing, close your eyes, take a deep breath, and then just repeat for 60 seconds the word release, or the mantra, um, all is well, I am safe, or whatever makes you feel good, you just do it for 60 seconds. And I like the word release because I feel like it allows you to release all that overwhelm and stress. Just in those 60 seconds, at the end of those 60 seconds, you will be like, oh my gosh, I feel so different. It was only 60 seconds. And the cool Mm. thing about it is that science shows that small bursts of sort of those meditative or mindful moments, not only do they bring you back to the present moment, but they actually work the same on the brain as those longer meditation periods. So that's just one quick and easy 60-second It's so good. I just have to say that it's like it's just such a phenomenon. It's like... It's like wealth begets more wealth, like happiness begets more happiness. It's like when we need that connection, 
it's we're usually feeling disconnected and we're feeling needy and that neediness is what repels it and I remember when my my dog Woofy passed away a few years ago and Mm -hmm. some that know my connection with her it was such a huge it was it was incredibly painful Mm -hmm. and I was wailing 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 and my neighbor who who used to be um she used to be my neighbor she's a channeler and she came over and she was whispering in my ear if it was anybody else I might have smacked her but for whatever reason I was able to hear her and she said just so you know you can still connect with her on the other Mm -hmm. side but your vibration has to be higher meaning you have to be in a place that is lighter and that very thing that's causing you to cry that that missing her that sorrow is the very thing that's keeping you from her so yeah. it's like so there's uh. there's something very subtle in the in that rising up and so this is like maybe this is a shame shameful plug or shameless plug i don't know but the other day i was missing gypsy i was like having this gypsy ache and i heard myself literally say gypsy where are you and what are you doing like i just it just seems vague all of a sudden like she's she was here one minute and now she's gone so i went to my hero's journey dream oracle and i flipped to and i picked a random card and i'm just going to read a teeny bit of what this said whale of a time most people think the belly of the whale stage in the hero's journey is a dark night of the soul, but it doesn't have to be. The key to finding joy in your connection with the whale aspect, whether you're in its belly or outside admiring it, is twofold. You have the ability to go with the flow and the potential to own your power. When you contemplate the nature of this loving ancient being we call whale envision swimming with it and receiving its wisdom and love you're reminded that you are sovereign wild and free the whale is here to remind you that whenever you find yourself in a challenging circumstance your charge is to enlarge your mandate is to become a heart space so large that all the world can fit within it and it goes on and on and on but here's the thing gypsy's spirit animal was a whale and she had tattoos around her wrists and her ankles of the humpback whales. Mm-hmm. And in reading that, I felt like, oh, my God, she's having a whale of a time. She's swimming with the whales. And I don't know if that's like her permanent state. But at that moment, it filled me with this sense of like, ah, and I feel like I didn't come to the Oracle cards with a high vibe. I came to it with a demand and kind of a snarky, like, bleh energy but I felt like just the fact that I came to it and I was willing to ask I felt like it it elevated me and I got connected and I felt better so I think there can be I mean in some way that's why God made oracle cards because you don't have to already be in a high place to get a message you just have to be willing to breathe shuffle and pick a friggin card excuse my French okay (laughs) so we have Go ahead and comment on that. We've got, we've got, of course, we've got our Denise that's been waiting so patiently on the other line. But Tammy, did you want to say something about that before I pick up this call? Yeah, I would just say now. I would just say what about that? About you getting the whale card and then whales can, being connected to her. I would say moving forward, be on the lookout for whales because she's probably going to yeah. use that sign again. Okay, here's so. one more little strange piece of this. Okay, mm-hmm. so she had cancer of the tongue. 
and they had to rebuild her tongue and they had to take the artery from her left arm to do it. So they had to take off her whales off her wrist and put them on her tongue. So whale, literally her whales were then on her tongue. So oh, wow. it's a double whammy of oh, that. Oh my goodness. Language. I didn't know that. Yeah. Yes. Oh, wow. Whales are definitely going to be something that comes through and her, and her daughter should probably look for that sign as well. If it was so connected, like oftentimes our loved ones will use something that is very much that we identify with them and they'll use that. Yeah. So when you see something and you th- and you're like, Oh, that reminds me of, of my mother or that reminds me of gypsy or whatever it might be. Take that as a sign and know that, yeah. Oh, they're probably trying to communicate with me because I've had yes. that happen so many times with people you know, whether it be a Disney character or whatever it might be that connects you with that person, they will use it. That's wonderful. Okay, Miss Denise, the most patient goddess in all the world. <laughs> thank you so much for hanging in there. Are you, have you been enjoying this conversation with Tammy Master oh, Yeah, yes, I have. She's Do you feel the universe talking to you? Yes. Um, um, Especially in the car with the music, like you said, yes. you're down the street and you know your father's favorite song. And how, yeah. how did it accidentally come on when you're in the car? So then I just mm-hmm. start talking to him. I act like he's sitting in the passenger seat. And I said, that's my message to talk to <laughs> That's right. <laughs> that's beautiful. That's beautiful. So, Denise, do you have a question for, for Tammy Master Birdie? Or do you have a dream? Or what's on your heart today? Well, I'd be honest with you. I didn't particularly like last week. I don't like how that ended. Okay, oh, tell Nancy me. Nancy didn't get a chance to talk. That was the one with the dog. And coincidentally, my father loved dogs. But anyway, the dog, yes. and, and I'm walking, and I'm playing with a dog. He goes into a ditch or a little ravine, and I reach yes. my hand in there, and I pull him up by the collar. And, of course, you don't see his head, but I'm allowing him to breathe. Who right. is the dog? Who is the dog? Ooh. Okay, so, so all right. You're, so the dog is in a ravine, and you're trying. I'm just trying to remember. And you go to cap. You try to capture him or try to um, save him, but you're pulling him up by the collar. I remember that part. And do you end up saving him or not? No. So I, some people were there or to my left, and I kind of acknowledged them to come and help me because it's a medium-sized dog. But I had his collar, and he had it ah. above the water. So at that point, I'm I'm allowing him to live. Me pulling him up mm. by the collar, I have enough strength to bring his head up, not the rest of his body, but at that point he can breathe. But dogs can swim. So that's yeah. his dream because dogs can swim. Interesting. Why? Well, so Nancy, I remember Nancy at the end of the, the our show last week, Nancy said something brilliant about needing help and, and how this dream, if it were her dream, was about reaching out for help. Was that right, Nance? Is that triggering your memory? Is well, there anything? It, yeah, it, I had said that maybe the dream wasn't about a dog, it was about her having the ability to ask for help because she had she had somewhat of a hold on it, but she knew she did more she needed more and that's why the dream ended there. But then I shared gotcha. and this is probably the thing that I keep wondering if maybe these two dreams are connected, that my nephew had a dream and it involved exactly. a dog and a little ditch. So if I if you give me this one minute, I can tell you it and let's see if there's a connection because now I'm totally okay. curious. Here's okay. <laughs> this here's the dream. 
my nephew w- has this dog. This is in real life. In real life, he's got a dog named Jackson, and this dog is his son, his actual. It feels like mm. he he loves this dog like it's his son. And mm. um, in the dream, he had Jackson, and he had another dog, and it was a German Shepherd, but he didn't know. It was like he was dog-sitting for someone, but he didn't know the dog very well. The two, the mm. three of them were in his truck. They drove over to this to park, and there was this ravine or ditch kind of like wow. Denise's dream and when she went when he went to open the truck he knew that his dog is very well behaved and he could let his dog out and he would stay by the truck like he's supposed to and he went to go put a leash on that other dog that German shepherd to control it but what he didn't realize is while he was doing that his little Jackson who's a medium-sized dog went mm-hmm. over to that ditch and in <gasps> that ditch mm-hmm. was was a dog that was like a pit bull or some kind of, you know, mm-hmm. well, he said it was a pit bull who grabbed at this dog and was starting to choke it. So <gasps> he wasn't able to save or so he thought he was not able to save Jackson. And he he put it off to he just thought the dog would be fine and he was attending to this other dog. And I just did, mm. there was just too many little synchronicities oh there. God. Speaking of synchronicities between our two dreams, that made me go, mm-hmm. "Huh, what's that okay, about?" But so, he said, when I asked him, "How did this make you feel?" He said, "This is my worst nightmare. All he could ever imagine is he somehow puts his dog in some sort of danger, and he loses his absolute best friend in the world." Oh my God! Okay, so Denise, yeah. this might need to be a three-part dream because we we only have a minute left. And let me—I just want to say this, and then we're, I'm going to bring you on at the top of the show next week so we can really get into this. But my my feeling about this is is that there's these all of these aspects are within the part of us that we are familiar with, and there's this. I think dogs sometimes represent our our innocence, and they're sometimes helpless creatures that really depend on us. To to be kind and then there's this so it feels like that sometimes the innocence can get lost in a ditch because we we push it aside just like tammy we're talking about these synchronicities and the way like these more subtle energies that the universe is sending us we can push them aside we can put them in a ditch and we're not necessarily gentle with them so this dream to me actually this dream with denise feels like it's about resurrecting this instinctual Mm. self from the ditch And it feels hopeful to me. And I feel like you're calling on other aspects of self to help you, maybe calling on your father, other angels to help resurrect this aspect. So I know we have to go right now, but Tammy, Master Birdie, thank you so much for being such a powerful goddess today. Her book is The Universe is Talking to You. Her website is TammyMasterBirdie.com and her her, um, magazine is Elevated Existence. Oh my heaven, thank you so much for joining us today. Until next week, don't take your dreams lying down. Thank you for listening. This is Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. I'm Dr. Mona Lisa, and I've been a medical intuitive for over 30 years. Let me help you find new ways to heal physical and emotional problems. Be a part of my Healthy Living Intuitively podcast studio audience every week. Follow me on Facebook, Dr. Mona Lisa fan page, and Instagram, Dr. Mona Lisa One, to get that information. I answer audience questions, and you can learn from people calling in 
that might be dealing with the same things that you are. Follow Healthy Living Intuitively, part of the mindbodyspirit.fm podcast network and wherever you get your podcasts.